1: Hello and welcome to Voices of the Vic podcast with me, Ben Ayton, and Mike Duffy. Uh, we're back midweek, um, this time not to talk league action in the championship. This time our, we turn our attentions to the FA Cup third round tie at Vickery Row this Saturday against National League top of the table Flyers um, Chesterfield. And we do have Tom joining us very shortly um, to join us talking ever think Chesterfield. Um, so I'm looking forward to diving into that very quickly in a second. But just just quickly just wanted to run off a few stats regarding Chesterfield. Um, so it's actually Watford's first meeting with Chesterfield since 1998. Um, That was a 1-0 victory for Watford away from home and Gifton Williams was the goal scorer. So it's been quite a long time since we've actually played them. And then the last meeting at home, we won 2-1 with Jason Lee and Ronnie Rosenthal um, scoring the goals and it was actually the first versus second in the old division two playing each other's back then. Um, and, and remember everyone this weekend, it is also the Graham Taylor matchday day um, game at Vicarage Road. So it's for our anniversary where we mark the passing of Graham Taylor. Um, so make sure if you head into Vicarage Road, make sure you bring your scarves and hold it up high when the teams um, walk out because they'll be um, playing Zed cars and I'm sure Buddy Holly will be played as well. So make sure you've got all of that ready for Saturday's game. But just going to introduce our guest now. So we have managed to find a Chesterfield fan, a Chesterfield podcast. It is Tom from the Spy Rights Rights podcast. It's a bit of a mouthful, that one, Tom. But um, thank you for joining us tonight, mate. How how are you doing?
2: I'm all right, thanks. Uh, Yeah, it is a bit. We originally set it up as a blog and wrote about three blog posts and then just went straight to podcasts because it's easier.
1: (laughs) I don't blame you one bit. Um, it, it's much more enjoyable doing podcasts anyway. Um, yeah. Right, so let's dive into it. We'll talk about the league first before we turn our attentions to the FA Cup. Um, you see yourself sitting top of the national league, um, seven points clear with two games in hand. Um, after the disappointments of losing in a playoff final last season, how are things starting to? Uh, are things finally starting to click in place for Chesterfield?
2: Yeah. I think the feeling of the fan base is that after the, you know, the heartbreak that was Wembley, I know in your video that comes on before, before this, there was a video of you all at Wembley. And I was thinking, Oh God, not that place. I never want to go there again. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, you know, the feeling was that this season was the season that we should get promoted. Uh, especially that Knotts and Wrexham were out of the way. I don't think any of us thought that it would be as... We would be as far ahead as what we are at this moment in time. I don't think anyone expects to be seven points clear with two games in hand. You know, it's it's very nice. We're just, as a fan base, happy we beat Solly on the last game so we could look forward to this game Uh, because it would have been a bit more, you know, squeaky bum time had we uh, only been four points clear. But, yeah, I think, you know... It was expected, you know, we've got Paul Cook, who, you know, is far too good to be managing at this level. I think that's a nice way of putting it. So, it's it was expected and we're all just glad that we're, we're doing it and there's a chance of finally getting out of the National League because it's, it's rough. I think it's the best way to describe it. You know, I'm looking forward to, you know, your bog standard, you know, Shrewsbury away on a... Tuesday night, you know. We'll hopefully, get back to that. Uh,
1: how long has it been since you've been in the National League? Uh,
2: so I think this is our fifth season.
1: Uh, oh.
2: We first dropped down, as I was saying to you a lot before, and we had a we had an owner who no longer wanted to put money into the football club, and we went from the League One playoffs to the National League in about three four seasons. We went like a stone. Uh, we <laughs> fell straight out of League One straight through League 2. We didn't even touch the sides going through League 2. Uh And then we were one game away from relegation to the National League North. Uh exactly. If we'd not beat Crawley before COVID, we'd have gone down on points per game. And wow. it would have... Well, I don't know where we'd be. Uh Rotting probably somewhere. And we, we won't be in the place we are now. You know, we've fluked it, really. That. <laughs> we are in the situation that we are because there are a lot of fans thinking had we gone to the national league north what, what would happen we, we all knew we all mm. knew or Warsaw we were going bust uh, so everyone's incredibly delighted that we're in the position that we're in
0: that's pretty crazy I mean it puts things into perspective massively you know we well I'm not going to open this kind of worms right here but a, a lot of Watford fans will be you know, still seething with the pozzos and, and things aren't quite going to plan. And then you hear things like that. It's like, wow, you know, really puts things into perspective, as I say. But one man you mentioned there, Tom, is Paul Cook. And I'll be honest, he's someone who was once someone I wouldn't have turned my nose up at managing Watford. Mm. Um, I think it, it, it was a 2019-20 season and it was the season Watford got relegated from the Premier League, it was that season that ended with us playing behind closed doors Um, and, like I say, we'd just been relegated from the uh, the Premier League to the Championship and Paul Cook had just been relegated as Wigan manager. Now, Wigan went down on 47 points that season, two points outside, you know, staying up and they actually got a 12-point deduction. So, had they not had that 12-point deduction, they'd have finished... Um, pretty much bang on mid-table mid that season with 59 points. And yeah. he did an incredible job. And like I say, um, as as is usually the case at Watford, there was a managerial vacancy going. <laughs> and uh, Paul <laughs> Cook was someone who, uh, who, whose name was sort of being bandied about. And I thought, you know what? I, I quite like him. And, you know, as you say, you think he's too good to be managing at that level. Just how's he being held in regards at chesterfield because as that powerpoint rightly points out for those that listen on podcast and can't quite see it um he has had two spells at the club i think he was there from 2012 13 to 2014 15 season and then he yeah. come back in the 21 22 season so uh, how how is he, he he must be close to to having a, a statue outside the tesco eh?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Build the statue as far as I'm concerned. What you've got to remember is he took us from a mid-table League Two side all the way to the League One playoffs. You know, we've got Liam Cooper in defence, who's now Leeds captain. You know, Sam Morsey, who's now Ipswich's captain. We had Sam Clucas, who's playing at Rotherham, and he's had £20 million transfers in his career. Uh, so he's regarded as God as far as, you know, anyone can say. No one will ever say a bad word about him. And we've just recorded our podcast, actually, before I've come on to do this. And Mm. I made the point of Paul Cook doesn't get ever, or get sacked by Chesterfield. Paul Cook leaves Chesterfield when Paul Cook's put it back in a situation where he wants it. That's the whole reason why he came back. Because Mm. he, he, he loves the club and he said, I'm not leaving until I've got it back where I left it. And I think until that task is carried out, I don't think Mm. he goes anywhere. You know, there were rumours he were going to Plymouth. You know, that's been quashed. You know, again, the move to a championship side. You know, he's he's always gone up and up and up. He had a really bad spell at Ipswich, which is, you know, I think he got sacked. uh, You know, it just didn't work out for him and then he decided to come back to us. You know, it's it's a luxury to have him. You know, you you play ridiculously foot good football under him. I think anyone who's seen one of his sides play, you know, it's all possession. You know, we watch our team on Saturday, just pass back and forth across the back line until some until the space created, and then it's just pow. You know, we scored three goals in six minutes on Saturday—an absolute turnaround. And you know, he's he's just he's just a good manager, isn't he? You know, you just. <laughs> You know, I think mostly, like we said, most League Two sides would take him. You know, most teams in League One would have him as manager. And, you know, the fact that he's here is outstanding, to be honest. And the Trust has, you know, a lot to thank for that, getting him to come back.
1: Yeah, he's got a good reputation, Paul Cook. You don't really hear many fans have a, say a bad word about him. And like you say, for fans of the teams that he's managed, they all like the style of play that he brings to that team as well. Um so I'm looking forward to seeing you guys come to Vicarage Road this weekend um to see how how you set up and how you play. Um it's going to be an interesting tie. But I want to talk about a guy who you've signed in the summer from MK Dons. It's got yeah. to be Will Griggs. Um I couldn't believe that you've got him. Um, that's a massive coup for H- uh, Chesterfield. Uh, I think he, he should not be playing in the National League um, with the, the, the quality that he brings. Um, so he's your top goal scorer with 13 league goals this season. He's got one in the FA Cup as well. How pivotal is he to the way that you play?
2: Uh, he's, he's very important to how we play. He actually doesn't do that much in the actual build-up. Uh, he is just in the six-yard box and he just poaches. Uh, If he gets the ball out wide or further up the pitch, he instantly offloads it. Um, He's never run at a defender yet this season. It's not his game. His game is to maybe win it, run the channels, knock it to someone else and then find his way into the six-yard box to finish. He He scored one goal outside the box this season and I can't remember who it was against but he basically scored from the corner flag. He, he, rounded the, he rounded the keeper, and I don't know how he did it, and then put it in at that angle. And there was no angle. I don't honestly know how he scored it. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he's one of many. If, if you look at our team, and I imagine you have done, there's him, there's Tom Naylor as well in there. He played 32 times for Wigan last season in the Championship. Uh you know, there's a, lot, there's a lot of big names in there like him, like Michael Jacobs played for Portsmouth last season in League One. We're uh, going back to your point, yeah, it's, you know, it's nice to have Will Griggs. It's nice to sing the song as well. You know, we don't have to I was try and... Say, have
1: you adopted the song um, for Will Griggs as well?
2: Yeah, we have adopted the song. You know, it's not like other clubs you have to try and wedge some other random name in there. You know, we, we, <laughs> we, we get the song, the proper song, uh, the... Scored
0: on Saturday, actually. So yeah, the, the song was in full flow. Yeah, brilliant. Mm, you mm, sounds familiar. Doesn't do a lot and poaches from six yards out. Um, mm. Just remember the name Miletta Ryovitch, Tom, and uh, if if he plays on Saturday, and just think about what he said. That's that's all I'll say.
1: Um, the only difference, Mike, I'll mention though, is Tom mentioned that Will Griggs runs the channels. I don't, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think Ryovitch runs his bath.
0: No, well, he, he doesn't run full stop. You can end the sentence there. He he doesn't do anything <laughs> other than try and sweep up in the six-yard box. Uh, and he's somehow our top goal scorer. But yeah, Will Griggs, uh, he, he's someone I've got nailed on to score against us. Like, it, in fact, if memory serves me correct, last season we got knocked out of the uh, League Cup by MK Dons. And I'm sure Will Griggs scored the winning goal. I might be wrong there. And yeah. you know, when you ask the... Uh, your next question in a bit, Ben. I'm going to have a look to see if it was, because Rob Edwards was my I'm having
1: a quick look now.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway, going forward, let's focus more on the reason you're here, the FA Cup. Everyone loves the FA Cup. For me, um, I, I it, it's my favourite competition in world football. You've beaten Kettering and then two League One sides. You've beaten um, Leighton Orient and you've beaten Portsmouth. And um, Portsmouth top of League One, by the way. So there must be a fear around the place of Chesterfield being this year's sort of giant killers, if you like. And I say giant killers, you know, Portsmouth, yes, they've won the FA Cup before, but they're they're not exactly flying high in the Premier League. But you know what I mean. There must be a a sort of no-fear sort of attitude going into these games. And that's going to put you in good stead coming to Vicarage Road. And that's not me trying to big up Watford or anything, but you guys must be... There must be no fear whatsoever... And you're just going to come on Saturday, bring the noise, and hope for the best.
2: Yeah, there, there is no fear. I think we all thought maybe we might get a result against Portsmouth, just because it being at home and, like I said, the players that we have. Uh, I think, as I said to you lot before, and we might be a national league team, but you know the players that we've got aren't of national league ability at all. You know we've got a team full of ex championship in Will Grigg and Tom Naylor were packed full of League One and League Two players. So uh yeah, you know, it's a it's a it's a no, it's a nice squad to have and yeah, we, we didn't we didn't really fear it. We ex- we expected it to be a close game just because it is top of League One, but you know, we didn't we didn't really fear it. And a bit the same with Leyton Orient in the next round, you know, we actually outplayed Leyton Orient. To be fair, we outplayed Portsmouth in parts. Uh, But it's actually quite nice to go into a game being the underdogs because, you know, we go go all season, you know, everyone's coming to our place or we're going away and nine times out of ten, you know, well, we are expected to win. You know, whenever a team comes to our place, we're expected to beat them. You know, we haven't haven't lost at home yet this season. Uh, We're on some crazy run. I think we've, out of 13 games, won 12, drawn one. And the one was a last-minute equaliser by Oldham. Uh, So we we could be on an... It's an actual fortress. I don't think we've actually lost since April last last season or might be March last season at home. Uh, So in a way, we could do with actually being played at home. Uh, I was going to
1: say, I'm glad we're playing you at Vicarage Road. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. But yeah, like I said, we've got there's nothing to fear you know we're expected to lose so we might as well try and win it that's the way to look at it
1: you never know the magic of the FA Cup anything can happen and Mike can back me up it Watford don't tend to do well against lower league oppositions in cup games um I I went to watch Watford in the League Cup this season first round we made a we unchanged team, wasn't it, Mike, from the opening day of the season? We beat QPR 4-0. See, um, Bel- Daniel, that come in. Oh yeah, ben-, ben Hamer came in. So one change, just changed the goalkeeper, went to um League One Stevenish, thinking, oh, this is pretty strong side. we just beat QPR 4-0. Watford crashed out on penalties to Stevenage. Um, and then we've we've crashed out to tram mirovers in the FA Cup recently. Mike mentioned it. We lost last year in the League Cup. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we have seen another upset on the cards. And especially <laughs> when you're high on confidence as well, like winning week in, week out, and like that must do something for this squad. And you, you're seeing it, you're seeing the rewards. There's no hangover from the playoff final last year. You've dusted yourselves down and you're getting the rewards for it. Um, but what I want to talk about now is how do you think? Um, what, what can we expect f- from Chesterfield on how they set up? Like, what's your style of play? What's your formation? Like, like how do uh, Chesterfield tend to play? Well, it,
2: as, as Paul Cook always plays, it's four two three. 2 3. I know and it's, it's just lost Tom. Uh, tom's
1: back and now um so
2: and so as i was saying i don't know if it heard but you know paul Cup plays 4231 it's heavily based around possession uh, normally in the league we look to hold on to the ball for as long as possible and just wait for opportunities to come we don't necessarily press that high but you know it's more of like a mid press but we we mix it up and then we've just got good, you know, we've got good players on the ball. You know, you've got Ryan Colclough on the wing, again, played his most of his career at League One, League Two, played some championship games for Wigan as well when they first went up to League One. Uh, Armando Dobra, he's just been linked with a move to Oxford, but, you know, his that rumour seems to have been quashed. And he had a good game against West Brom as well last season. Uh, but it's just about creating channels. We, we, we don't go long. It's very rare you'll see a long ball to Will Grigg because, as you all know, Will Grigg is not this six-foot-five centre-forward that's going to win you a flick. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's just not how we play. We, occasionally, you'll see a long diagonal out to a fullback, back wing-back. You know, we, pu- we push his full-backs quite high. It's just normal Paul Cook football, overlapping fullbacks from wingers and just try and dominate the wide areas.
0: Some people might think I'm a bit crazy asking this question, considering we're we're in the championship and you're in the National League, but I, I think it's well worth asking because you're on such a high at the moment and there is no pressure on you. What areas can Watford exploit? uh
2: probably the fact that we push as fullbacks <laughs> quite high. We get done on the counter quite a lot. Uh we watched If you want to go back and watch the highlights from our game against Solihull, their first goal comes from us being halfway in their half and they just chuck one long ball over their centre-half, heads it back to their winger, who's run straight through. And that is the way you beat us, is probably hitting us on the counter. Uh, What we've found this season is we just outscore opponents. So, (laughs) you know, it's a case of, you score two, we'll score three. And most of our first few games of the season was four threes. We had multiple mm. four threes. Uh as captain, our centre half, Jamie Grimes is actually out suspended. Thanks. Uh who's normally is six foot four, just out and out centre half. You know, he's not gonna pick the ball up and drive into your half. He'll just defend uh and just defend the box. Uh so that's probably the weakness on the counter. But I can't imagine we'll be overloading your half like we normally do. I imagine it might be a bit more set back uh, just for that. But then, like I said, you've got Tom Naylor who also shields that back line as well. So it it kind of works as a... A three at the back, he put him in front. But then at the moment, he started making late runs into the box. You know, he's got seven goals this season. Uh, but, yeah, probably on the counter. We always get done on the counter.
1: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm guessing on the counter then. So Huddersfield, uh, not sorry, apologies, Chesterfield, Um would probably come with maybe a low block, potentially sit in and maybe hit Watford on the counter. Watford aren't too good themselves on the counter either. Is there any like particularly fast players maybe Watford could look out for this weekend? Um, Or who's maybe the player to watch for Chesterfield?
2: Uh, I'd say if you want to look for someone who controls the game, it's probably Tom Naylor. Uh, He's just a Rolls-Royce of a midfielder and, Far too good for the level we currently play at. Uh, for actual players on the ball, you've got to be looking at Armando Dobra. He's just incredible. He, in our league, he's, he'll have his back to goal next thing you know. He's on edge of the opposition penalty area. You don't know how he's got there. Uh, he's probably the one to look for. He's the one who's always touted to you know, move on and go to better things. He's out of contract in the summer. Uh, he's not signed a new deal yet. Uh, but we're all stuck in. Well, if he goes to League One now, does he play every game? I don't know. If he if he sticks with us, yeah, you get a nice promotion on your footballing CV, and you you know you don't get many of those. Uh, but then he goes for for free, so it's it swings and roundabouts. You know, it's it is good football to watch. I don't think we'll sit in. Uh, we didn't sit in against West Brom last season in our first tie. You know, all Beat that at home, but our away record in the league's actually quite good as well. I think we're top in the away form as well. Uh but <laughs> like we just we just beat everyone. So you know form don't really matter, does it? You know, over <laughs> away. So
0: <laughs> yeah I was I was looking at the form tables before coming on and yeah you're top of the home and top of the away. Um so yeah it's uh it's uh looking good for Chesterfield in the league. Now we spoke before you we, we went live and, and you're going to the game as our... Mm. Is it 4,500 or just 4,000 Chesterfield? Yeah. What, what? yeah. Um, so, you know, it's going to be absolutely packed. I expect loads of noise to be made. I remember going to the game that Ben mentioned, actually. We played Tranmere in the 2019-20 season when we were a Prem team, albeit we come down that season. And we are 3-0 up at half-time and ended up drawing 3-3. And... uh Paul Mullin scored a penalty for Tranmere that day and the Tranmere fans were in fine voice all game. I expect the exact same this Saturday in terms of the Chesterfield fans non-stop. Even if you're losing, I just think it'll be non-stop noise. Um, you, you're you going, let's get a score prediction from yourself, Tom. Like, like we said, there's no pressure on Chesterfield whatsoever. You're going to have a good day out. There's, you know, loads of you come in. Are you feeling confident or are you f- feeling realistic? What 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 what's your score prediction for Saturday's game? I
2: think there'll be goals. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Did our, I, I did say in our podcast if we win it, it'll be like a three-two win. Mm. Uh, I actually got asked by Watford to take part in their program as well before for this game. Okay. Uh, so I think I said that as well. My my head, you know, my heart wants us to win. My head we're not going to win, you know, we shouldn't win. If we no. do win, it's fantastic. It's slim to mm-hmm. none, you know, but it'd just be, it'd just be nice. You know, we've got to the third round for the last three years. Only five National League sides have ever done that. Uh, So why not? If if we do, it'll be great. If we don't, well, we're, we're meant to anyway, so yeah, might as well go Sorry. for it.
0: So you're going 3 2. Ben, how are you feeling about this one?
1: I think it's a banana skin, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> it, it could be easy, easy for me to go, or well, easy and naive for me to go, yeah, 2 0 Watford, 3 0 Watford, 4 0 Watford, because uh, National League side. But you, you can't disrespect Chesterfield. They're flying high in the National League. They've got a decent manager. They've got a good squad. Um it's gonna be tighter than people are actually going to Yeah, it's gonna be tighter, isn't it? Um so I'm actually gonna go for I'll go for a 2 1 Watford win. I think yeah. it's gonna be very tight. I do agree there's gonna be goals in it as well. I think Watford will concede because I think we're gonna make some changes in our defence, which we'll probably talk about later, Mike. Um, So, with an unsettled defence, I think we'll probably concede. But, yeah, I'm going to go for a 2-1 Watford win. What about you, Mike?
0: I I'm going to send score on for Tom, but I'm I'm switching it round. I I think 3-2 to Watford. I think it's going to be a lot closer game than people think. Look, like I said, Chesterfield have got a packed out away end. They're going to make loads of noise. They've got nothing to lose. Confidence is high in their team. However it would appear that confidence is probably high within the Watford squad at the moment because we're on a good run of form as well. Mm-hmm. So let's not forget that. Let's not sort of lick our wounds and be all like, oh, boo-hoo, like we're doing crap and Chesterfield are going to come and run riot. I, I, I think we need to have a certain swagger about us. Yes, we need yeah. to respect Chesterfield, but let's not forget we're doing well as well. And we, we're sort of seeing that team togetherness. So yes, I think the changes will be made. But I, I think I think we'll come out on top just. So yeah, I think like you said, Ben, there'll be challenges made at the back and um for, for that reason I think we'll concede a couple. So yeah, three two to Watford.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it should be a decent game. I'm really looking forward to it. Me and Mike are both going to it as well. Yep. You get FA Cup third round ties, and you kind of look at it. Sometimes you're know, like, "Oh, do I want to go or not?" And it mm. all depends on the weather as well. If it's freezing cold, most people tend to be at home unless you get like a, a maybe a Premier League side. So, but me and Mike thought now, nah, sod it, we're actually going to go to this. We, we fancy a, a day it's out, and a me. bit of a laugh. Why not? It's it's, it's magic of the FA Cup, isn't it? You never know what's going to happen we had the luck of managing to get to the FA Cup final a few years ago we won't talk about too much because we ended up losing quite heavily to Manchester City which everyone had the pleasure of watching that day but that FA Cup semi-final victory over Wolves to come from behind like it brings so much magical memories doesn't it Mike and it, it was so fantastic and this is Chesterfield's chance to create history this weekend and it's going to be enjoyable. I think win, lose or draw, Tom, you're absolutely going to love it. What's your day looking like on Saturday? What time are you setting off? How are you travelling down? Is a lot of you coming down?
2: Uh, yeah, so it's just me, my dad and then someone who sits behind us at the club's picking us up at about quarter past nine-ish. Uh, and then the aim is to get near the car the multi-storey near Vicarage Road because mm-hmm. I said to you like, I did come last season to Vicarage Road I uh, for some reason picked a random game when everywhere else was snowed off and your game versus Hull was the only one that was on uh, <laughs> that was, it was the most boring game I've ever watched sorry uh, about that <laughs> yeah.
1: that must have be been the coldest day as well I remember
2: yeah it was freezing uh, <laughs> but no I managed to sort of of ticket, so I just came down but yeah that, that's the plan I don't and I think we're going for some food somewhere. I don't know where, probably a pub, but yeah, there's loads coming down. Like I said, 4,000, the stand's sold out. So hopefully... But don't forget,
0: down. Tom, if you don't know already, and I don't know if you drink, but if there's any Chesterfield fans watching here, do you drinking outside the ground? The away end doesn't sell alcohol.
2: Yeah. Oh, we, we're used to that. Nowhere sells it in the National League, in the away end. It's it's rare. Any Anywhere sells it. It's... Mad. Anyway, it's better than when we first dropped to this level and we had Fosters at Hebb's Fleet. That, that was horrendous. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd rather not drink than drink Fosters.
1: Uh-huh. Mark would be heartbroken of Watford ever get relegated to the National League. Not just, of course, Watford get relegated to the National League, it means that he wouldn't be able to get any alcohol inside the stadium as well. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thank you for coming on tonight, uh, Tom. I really appreciate it. Just before we let you go, we, we tend to play like a little game with all the opposition fans that come on. Uh, so uh, we're going to play it with you as well. And it, it's, it's kind of it's, – it's, I'm throwing you on the spot a little bit here. I'm testing your knowledge – um, so I want to see if you can maybe think of any players that have represented both Watford and mm. Chesterfield. Uh, me and Mike had a look earlier, but if we're honest, there's not many. I think we've found no. six, um, go Hi. seven, and that's going back to maybe 2000.
2: Um, right. so have you got any that maybe spring to mind? Well, you've got Sean Deitch, uh, yeah, he's got uh, Did you say Jason Lee? Uh, if it is the same, if it is the same Jason Lee who cost us a quarter of a million pounds to play centre forward, scored no goals, and was our record signing, he's very much loved in Chesterfield. I can assure
1: wow. you. We didn't have him down, but I think it is the same Jason Lee that he went on to play for Nottingham Forest as well.
2: Yep, that's the one.
1: Yeah, that's uh, the one. That's... Okay, so two already. That's brilliant.
2: Soccer AM a few years ago, well it must be fifteen years ago, and he said the worst thing about everything was Chesterfield, and you can still find it on YouTube if you look hard enough it's on there. Uh, so uh so there's them two. I don't know, I don't know who else. You probably surprised me to be honest. But I'm I'm rubbish really at remembering remembering playing that's not
1: too bad we've had people on who really really struggled i think we've had someone on who's just named one but that that yeah. was um he was he was, was trying to grab something out of thin air there um, and <laughs> we've had loads of wrong guesses as well so I, I, two's not too bad i think that's not bad going <laughs> considering that we only find six we found yeah. some teams with maybe like twenty players represented mm. both oh. clubs, and and um, some people could only name two out of that. So to name two out of six is n- n- not too th- th- bad. Torres
2: in your academy at the moment who came from Chesterfield, uh, Lakin
0: Torres, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wonder cool. if he'll
0: feature this weekend, actually, because he he. If I not to go off topic, but if I when I did my research when he joined, he played for like a Chesterfield development side, and he scored yeah. some crazy like fifty-seven goals in one season or something.
2: Yeah. So, so the national league doesn't actually have academies. Uh. So as soon as you fall out the EFL, you basically lose every single academy status that you've got. Uh which also means is that none of our youth players are protected. So the likes of yourselves or anyone can just drop to this, drop to our level and just pinch, basically. There's nothing we can do. There's no fees agreed. It's literally handpick, cheerio, uh, which is the case that's happened in here. Because we all thought, well, he we might get run out in the first team at some point, but that, that never came.
1: Oh, man. Uh, I'd like to apologise for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he, he's been scoring goals for our under-23s. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's been playing quite consistently. So, possibly maybe on the bench if we're looking to make quite a lot of changes. Um, so, the other players that we had listed that played for both Watford and Chesterfield is Matthew Briggs. Uh, Mike's not a massive oh. fan of him. Well, find no, me a Watford not fan that might be a away. massive fan of him. <laughs> All right, was, find me a football fan that's a fan of Matthew Briggs.
2: He was, was part um, of our downfall when we just signed rubbish players for just for the sake of it. So, yeah, know him. No, I think he's
1: the <laughs> definition of a rubbish player. Um, Wayne Allison,
2: oh, yeah, yeah, Bit one that's
1: fairly recent, Scott Loach,
2: oh, yeah. Scott Low, played in net. Oh, sorry, against, I forgot. Played against Chelsea oh, yeah. when we were in the FA Cup third round a few years ago. I've got mm. a poster on my desk here of the, the Asante goal. So,
1: <laughs> um, Bruce
2: Dyer. N- no, I've never heard of him.
1: He, he's, we've gone back to nineties there. Um, that's why then. That's why <laughs> Yeah, Mike found that on the Watford website earlier, and then one you might know, early two thousand, a bit of Watford legend, um, current Wales manager Rob Page. Oh yeah, no, yeah,
2: I'm only ninety seven, so anything pre that's a, a no go.
1: <laughs> nah, two's not bad going, Tom. so well done mm. for that. But yeah, Tom, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I really do appreciate it. Uh, where can people find you, Tom?
2: uh mostly on twitter at, at spyrites right or if you put spyrites right in uh, spotify you'll uh, find our podcast on there
1: fantastic well everyone make sure you go check out tom and it, his um page and podcast um and make sure um yeah you yeah, have a great time this weekend tom i'm sure you will win lose draw um i think you're going to treat it as a bit of a carnival atmosphere in at away end um so, yeah, have have a great weekend and thank you for coming on tonight and best of luck for the rest of the season apart from this weekend.
2: Yeah, uh, thanks for having me and best of luck to you as well, apart from this weekend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice one. Cheers, Tom. Thank you, mate. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. Oh, Mike, that was great talking to um, Tom about mm-hmm. Chesterfield. Like, It really does put things into perspective, doesn't it, when you hear about the struggles that they've gone through, um, especially being in but the National League and being down there for five years and hearing the stories about the owner as well. It's, it's, it's like we really need to be careful what we wish for sometimes.
0: Yeah, like you say, we we, we hear so many grumblings about the Potsos and yet yeah, we we can all appreciate the, the wonderful work they've done for us. But then, you know, everyone's been going on about recent ongoings and then you, you hear other clubs that are really going through the struggle, like, yeah, we've been relegated twice now from the Premier League in the Potso's reign. And yeah, we should be doing it you know, better than than we, we are doing. But listen to Tom who's just talked about his team narrowly escaping relegation to the National League North. Uh, not not to go off on a tangent here, but one of uh, my, one of Beck's mates, um, who works with a up here in Lincoln, is a Scunthorpe, Scunthorpe fan. And they're in the National League North. And I remember playing them in the Championship in 2010. Yeah. So, you know, you hear other people say what they're going through and you sort of think, well, OK, like, I'm moaning about these Italian owners that we've got that, we've got a really nice stadium and we've, you know, we've got all these nice things, nice training grounds um, and and everything else. And then you hear about teams like these that, really do go through uh, through the run of the mill. So, yeah, it puts things into perspective and, if anything, I've got a bit of a soft spot for them now. Um, obviously, not on Saturday. I, I want us to win, um, but I think I think we're in for a tough game.
1: Yeah, it's made me want to keep an eye out for Chesterfield for the rest of the season, see how they get mm. on and hopefully they end up getting promoted to um, League 2 because, yeah, heartbreak at Wembley last year, losing out to penalties to Notts County yeah. as well and I remember watching it actually, and yeah, uh, not I don't know if you've seen interviews lately with Elton John and uh, Gary Lineker. Yeah, Elton John absolutely. talks about the Chesterfield team and yeah. the playoff final, so uh, that shows how much of a massive football fan Elton John is, and like he he was talking about the Chesterfield game and that, Um, so yeah, that that was really interesting, so yeah, same as you, Mike, I'll probably walk away from this, having a bit of a soft spot for Chesterfield bar this weekend and keep an eye out on their results, Um, but talking of the game this Saturday, Mike, we've both done our um, team predictions for this weekend. Um, I will come to your one first. So, If anyone's um, not aware, we do our predictions on the Fan Hub app, which is um, you you can get on all good... I'll put uh, the code in the comments now. Uh, Mike's putting in the details in the comments. Uh, We basically go put our starting lineup on in there and if you get it correct um you end up getting points you potentially get, can win um three points in football grounds as well. Um so it's, it's just a bit of fun really. So me and Mike do that with everyone else in our WhatsApp group. Um so we're just gonna show a photo of it now. So Mike, you wanna talk me through your starting eleven that you've gone for this weekend against Chesterfield?
0: Yeah, like you say, I think it'll ring the changes but at the same time I think he'll Keep a relatively sort of strong base, you know, a bit like we saw at Stevenage. Whether that was because it was so early on in the season and he wanted a bit of consistency, that might Mm -hmm. have been the reason we saw such a strong lineup at at Stevenage. But thinking the same, I, I think Val will want to keep this momentum going. Look, we're we're in a good place at the moment, I think. So why not, you know, have a go at the FA Cup whilst you're in the earlier rounds and you're playing. No disrespect, but. The likes of Chesterfield, who are three divisions below us, you know, keep the strong team going and keep that winning mentality going and, and keep the good performances there. Uh, I think we'll see a return of Backman. I, I, I'd i stick with Hamer if it was me. Um, but I think we will see the return of Backman. I, I just can't see us not including him. Um, he's lost his spot in the starting eleven for league games. So I, I just expect that to happen. That's usually but you
1: have to start him, don't you? Really, just try co- so. and keep him happy as well. Like he's still named club club, a club captain as well. So I couldn't get my words out. So <laughs> I feel like you have to just to try and keep him happy. If you don't play him this weekend, he'll be so pissed off and he'll be banging on the door wanting to move away from Watford. And I know a lot Watford fans will say, "Oh, that's maybe not a bad thing," but yeah, I don't think it's the right thing to do. Really, is it? No, and
0: look, you know, he splits a room, he really does, but in games like these, he 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 could he could be quite a, a key player. Um, mm. you know, that it's it's well above his level playing a, a National League side and look, it could be a good way for him to put himself into Valerian Ishmael's thoughts again and be yeah. like, Hello, I'm still here. Um but yeah, I I just can't see Hamer playing in, in the cup as well. Um, so yeah, backman in goal. I think James Morris, I, I think he's been really good the last two games. Maybe still a bit naive defensively, but I think, you know, he's putting his body on the line and that that performance against um who do we Stoke. Stoke that we before, yeah. Yeah, um the performance against Stoke, I thought he was terrific. And uh, I thought he had a relatively solid game against um,
1: against Plymouth at the agreed. Uh, I think Cup. he's been solid in both of those games. To come straight back in, not playing for months, and to be at a really good standard that's been relied upon, I think he's been fantastic.
0: Yeah, well, this is another one. You know, he he had a he had his space. You know, he broke through the first team a couple of seasons ago. Now, uh, I think he made his FA. In fact, he made his debut in the FA Cup in the mm. season we got relegated. Uh, against Leicester City. And, um, yeah, he he sort of broke into the first team a little bit. And then Jamal Lewis comes in and and, and plays and his spot's gone. So, he's another one that seems to be taking these opportunities that he's getting and grabbing them with both hands. And I don't blame him. So, I think he'll play. I think a back two of Porteous and Pollock. Um, I think he'll rest. Hoot's played a lot of football. I don't know if he's missed a minute in league terms. No, yes, um, so he's, you know, good, good chance to rest him. Porteous, you know, people saying that he, he was potentially someone that we could have looked at as a as a captain material. This is a good game for him to go in and be like, right, I'm going to lead the team because it might be a young Watford team. You know, him and Batman really could be good leaders in this game, providing they play. Pollock, perfect game to play in. Um, he, he's played at League One and League Two. So, perfect opposition to play him against and it gives him minutes. Ryan Andrews, I think at the moment, is in good form. Can't drop him, especially after Monday's game against Plymouth. Um, we've got no one it, to
1: drop him for, have we? Really? Like, say, yeah. We haven't got in, another fit right back. We've had this discussion already. You're not going to put Tom Deddy there, are you? Because we've seen what's happened. So, yeah, he has to start. That, that's an easy one for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, Livermore say no more, Livermore's Livermore, again, another leader. But I think the problems some teams face when they come against uh, lower league opposition is they'll make too many changes and they'll just put a load of kids out and you need players in there that have got experience, that are are knowledgeable in the game. So to have Mm. three characters looking at it so far, Dan Backman, Ryan Porteous and Jake Livermore, that, that's a good base to have in terms of the knowledge. Uh Delhi Bashiru, he's impressed me when he's been moved to centre mid in the last couple of games. Give him a run out. Give him the yeah. give him the full game if anything. And then here's my surprise inclusion is card. yeah. Um for me perfect game to throw him in. I can't yeah. remember what game it was now. He come off the bench I think it was last season. There yeah. was a couple of times he was on the bench and then come off. Might have been under Wilder or Billich. I can't remember now. But he,
1: can you, yeah. was it the Blackpool game? I wanted to save a Blackpool game. I think it was. Um, it's it's difficult because then Adeyemo went over to the corner to celebrate and Greece was still on the bench. Uh,
0: yes, did he, he come was.
1: off the bench later on?
0: Um, Possibly. Yeah, but, yeah, I think
1: this is a great game to introduce Greaves into um, for Watford Matchday lineup, lineup, isn't it? He's been on the bench um, against Stoke, I think, last week. Um, and also, Val's spoken very highly about him in one of the behind-the-scenes YouTube videos at the training ground. Um, he really likes the look of Greaves. So he might want to have a closer look at him against a National League opposition because... He does well for the under-23s and I watched him play against Arsenal last season for the FA Youth Cup and he scored quality goal against Everton in the FA Youth Cup as well. Folly from outside the box, pinged it into that top corner. So, and, and he just seems that hustle and bustle midfielder, doesn't he? He seems box to box. He seems like a hard tackler as well. He played mm. against Red in the FA Cup last year. Perfect game to throw him in Yeah.
0: Well, this is it. He's, he's a young lad. He... He's been brought up through the academy. I'm pretty sure he's a Watford boy. Um, his granddad no, he- played for the club. Was it Scilly yeah, Williams?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think he's a third is generation, isn't he?
0: I think so. Yeah, it might be his great granddad. Actually, come to think of it, but and his dad's know, now a postie, is it? Uh, possibly, yeah. He he's got Watford, you know, running through his veins. Um, mm. You know, if he was a sticker rock, he'd have Watford written all over him, sort of thing. So he, he's <laughs> and he's someone Ben, who he's an engine in that midfield. He's mm. he, from what I remember, the, the brief times we saw him, he just runs and runs and runs, and he'll run through a brick wall. He'll put in those hard challenges, and he'll give everything for the shirt. And perfect game, as you say, to play him in. So play him in that midfield. You know, Cayenne May's not here anymore. He he covers a lot of ground. I'd imagine he'll rest Kone. Um, he's he's more of a sort of skillful midfielder and and sort of looks to get the ball forward as, as quickly as we can. So I think Greaves might actually complement playing next to Deli Bashiru because, like I say, box to box, he's, he'll just run and run and run. And um, yeah, hopefully we see a couple of academy lads, whether it's in the start eleven or on the bench. And then the front three, I think, picks itself. Semmers had a couple of games out now. I know he's been injured, but bring him back in. He'll be perfect for this game. He he hopefully will give give the fullback um an absolute Torry time. Yasser Aspria, same as what I've said for Ken. He'll give the fullbacks a Torry time. Play him, mm. why not? You know, he could he could absolutely run this game on his own if he wanted to. And these are the games. Give him confidence. Get him another goal, get him another assist. Um and then this one, I wouldn't pick him personally, but I just think Val will. There was an article with Andrew French today um, talking about Rojovic, um where Val had been talking about his confidence, saying he needs to be more confident and, and everything else. Again, perfect game. And I, I mean this with no disrespect to Chesterfield, but they're three divisions below us. If he can't create chances and get himself about and win aerial duels and touch the ball and... You know, do do what a striker should do against a team three divisions below us. Then I'm sorry, mate, but you what warrants you starting in the championship?
1: So, could be it's a perfect so... game, couple of goals, hopefully, and who knows? It's so strange watching him, watching yeah. him being yeah. so tall. He's got such a big frame, but he doesn't win it. any aerial du- duels at all. And you'd no. think that he, he he would win some, but he he. I think I might have seen him win one or two headers since he's joined Watford. Like, it's just it's just really strange because you, you would associate it with his game because of his height, but absolutely not. Um, no, interesting starting line-up there, mate. Um, I do like the look of that, and I think a few of those are spot on for what Val's going to go with. Mm. I'll just load up my one now. Um, I've done a few changes to it. Um, from what you've um, selected. Um, yeah, so, absolutely. obviously, I, I've done the same as you, a goalkeeper. I think Daniel Batman's going to get the gloves. I think um, Ben Hamer's still wringing out his goalie gloves from Plymouth away <laughs> at the weekend, so that's probably yeah. why he's out as well. Um, but, yeah, I think, Batman, you've got to keep him happy and play him in these kind of games that he will be taking where he feels like he this is a chance for him to play his way back into contention of being a number one goalkeeper for Watford. Um, Ryan Andrews at right back as well. Same with you, Mike. He's the only fit right back. And to keep him, keep keep that confidence going, just keep him playing. Um, Because he did miss a couple of games where he started on the bench um, in the last... Few games, so I think it's perfect to bring him back in for what was it? Stoke and Bristol City was on the bench, and we we both said, "Why play Tom Delaware? Like it's Ryan Andrew's spot. Play him if he's fit." So I've gone with him. I've got to keep James Morris over on the left-hand side as well. I think he looks so solid since he's came back in, and he should be very comfortable here um, against Chesterfield. I've done a different back too, Mike. I've done Matty Pollock to start because I think he, he deserves to start. I'm glad he's been picking up lots of minutes lately as well because he yeah. seems like a really great lad, and he's put a shift in And when he's been called upon. So it's, it's only right that he gets 90 minutes under his belt. And I've done Sirielta to partner him at the back the um, same, I want him to pick up minutes as well. He started away at Preston North End, didn't he? Um, so that was his last start. So it'll be good for him to get back out there on the pitch. Um, I'm actually going to rest Jake more in midfield as well, only because I'm looking at his age and thinking, I'd want to keep him wrapped up in cotton wool for a QPR yeah. game. The following week so i've taken jake livermore out and i've put tom daddy in that sitting position so tom daddy will be in there and the three, uh, two people around him i've done imran loser this has to be an opportunity for imran loser to come in and show watford what that he can pull up his sleeves and he wants to be involved like he has to play his way back into Val's mind now um, if you can't do it against Chesterfield then I'll, I'll happily drive you to wherever you want to go because you will not be good enough for this football club if you can't do it on a stage at Vicarage Road against a National League team Chesterfield then I'm sorry then that that's the you've broke the camels back after that. So last chance saloon for Imran round loser for me. And I, I want to keep Georgie chatford in, in the midfield as well. He was moaning about not having the game time and that, but he also has knuckled down and he's shown that he's good enough to start games. He's been fantastic in the last few games. So I want him to continue that momentum and perfect. Like you mentioned earlier, Mike, about Yasser espria same applies for Chat Vadesky here. Great opportunity to get assists, maybe a goal as well, um, to keep that momentum going. And I think he's going to get more game time now. Kiembi's out of the team because of the AFCON tournament. And I've gone for my front three's completely. Two of them's different to your front three, Mike. Um, I've kept, I've put in Ken Semmer, so rumours are that he should be fit and available for Chesterfield, so might as well bring him back in now. Instead of making him maybe a little bit rusty for QPR, get it out of the way with that Chesterfield, um, mm-hmm. and then he'll be up to scratch against... Um, qPR if required um and over on that right hand side I've done Tom Ince and i've, I've done Tom Ince because he's he's been waiting for an opportunity to get involved in his first team's squad um team and he's waited a long time so similar with Daniel Batman, I think you have to play him to keep him happy uh, if if you don't play him, I think he'll probably be one knocking on the door asking to maybe move in January because he's not getting the game time that he wants. To, um, and this is a good opportunity for him to show him, show us what he can do. And then up top, I'm not having all this Ravech nonsense, Mike. I, I've, <laughs> I've got to do Reese Healy. Um, I hope so as well, Ben. I, I bloody hope so. If you if you can't start Healy against Chesterfield, then I'm sorry, you, you're never going to start him, are you? And, and there's Justin from Do Not Scratch Your Eyes keeps banging on about, and I do <laughs> like that he's banging on about. Give Reese a chance. Um, you, you just have to. He, he's came on scored two late goals against oppositions to rescue us points um, we got a point at home to Southampton he came on and got the winning goal away to Blackburn Rovers which he went up to with Cam he's won us four points like yeah. start him this is a perfect game for him yeah um, do you I know you, you've done your starting lineup, and you've always done Ryovic, but you're, that's your prediction of what Val would go for. But if you were picking the team, 100% you'd go on Reese Healy as well.
0: It's got to be. It has to be, Ben. This guy, I know he had an ACL injury and he was coming back and they're, they're, they're quite tough injuries to come back from. A bit like Chat the Dadsie, I think he had an ACL as well in his career recently. But this guy, all he's done for the last few seasons when he's played properly week in, week out, you score goals. And w- when you get that in, in, in your veins, you you don't just stop. And we're not giving him the chance, as you've rightly pointed out there. We've seen him come on twice recently in late games, salvaged the point at home to Southampton, and won us a game at Blackburn. And, you know, we saw him come on at Plymouth, and he played in that midfield role. And it's like, Val, like, if you're going to bring him on, don't put him in midfield, put him up top. So, absolutely, start Reece. And if if he starts Reese, I think Reese will get a, a, a brace. I think he he could easily get two goals. But yeah. for me, as you say, Ben, it, it'll be a real indication as to whether he's going to stick around or whether the rumours are true and he's going to move in January. Because if he can't start
1: against Chesterfield, then bloody hell, when will he start? Yeah, I and mean, I feel sorry for him. Um, yeah. I wanted him to get more game times, but it's just not been given to him so far. So hopefully that changes Saturday. But like I said earlier, if if you can't start against Chesterfield, then who can you start against? And Reese Healy will probably be the first one knocking on Val's door Monday morning if he's on the bench to Ryavich again going, I I need to get out of it. And I I wouldn't blame him. And I don't think you could blame him or any other Watford fans would blame him. Um, But we'll wrap it up there. Um, Thank you, everyone, for watching tonight. Really do appreciate it. It's been nice to get a perspective of a different team from a different league this time. Um, It wasn't a championship review. It was an FA Cup third-round review. Um, Mm. So thank you again, Tom, for joining us earlier and getting um, learning everything about Chesterfield. so thank you for that. Um, just wanted to quickly say that me and Mike will be attending the game this Saturday at Vicarage Road. Um, we're actually going to be heading to a bunker um, for half 12. I'm hoping it's open. I really do hope it's open. If it, isn't open we'll let you know if if any of you are around going to the game wanting to meet up have a chat about football or just want to have a drink with us um we're more than happy to do that We we want to try and do this more regularly and that whenever mike's down um so yeah we'll be in the m- bunker from about half past 12 on saturday uh so come in and say hello and hopefully the do not scratch your eyes boys will be there as well and we'll, we'll maybe get a drink with them as well um would be really good to do, but yeah, thank you everyone for watching tonight. If you've liked the video, hit that like button. Also hit that um, subscribe button, and we will see you soon. Come on, you ones!
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.